the world of grieving is probably one of the most misunderstood concepts that we all have to go through in life. I know in the United States, it's completely misunderstood. And I want to do a segment here on what does a grieving person need from you the most? If it's you lost a pet, you lost a parent, you lost a sibling, you lost a partner, you lost a best friend, you lost a job. What, what does a grieving person need the most? What does that individual need from you? If you're a friend, if you're a partner, if you're an acquaintance, what do they need from you? More than anything else, I'm going to give you the answers today because our world has really got it backwards in the world of grieving. We have forever. Um, in the last three years when my mom and dad died, you know, I understood grieving then at a much better level than even though I've been teaching um, a grief recovery course for 30 years. When my parents died, I rewrote the whole course because I started to understand the power of grieving and what people need the most. And I'm going to tell you right away, by the way, you're tuned into David Essel Live, buzzsprout.com, the most powerful, positive podcast in the galaxy. Just go to buzzsprout.com and Google David Essel. You'll find thousands of hours. But what does a grieving person need most? They just need your presence. They need to know you're there. They don't need words. They need you to allow them to scream, to swear, to wail, to cry. They need you to allow them to go through every process of every feeling possible without interruption. Our well-meaning words are extremely damaging to a person who's grieving. Those well-meaning words like, well, you know, they're in a better place. At least they're out of pain. God needed another angel. Those all kill the grieving process. But we've never been taught that. We've never been taught that when we tell a person everything's going to be okay, that we're stuffing their grieving down their throat. We're not allowing them to grieve. When we tell them, don't be so upset, at least they're out of pain. We're not listening to what their needs are. We have no idea what their needs are. We're doing the best we can, but it's 100% wrong. It's hard. It's hard to sit with someone who's grieving. It's hard to sit with someone who's crying and not give advice and not tell them what to do. But the minute we give advice, we shut down their ability to grieve. We shut down their ability to feel. You know, I've worked with so many people in the world of grieving in 43 years. And I remember a client a number of years ago whose sister was murdered by a drunk driver. And she was so mad at God. She was just furious with God. And I allowed her to be. And I told her it's okay. Scream at God. Scream louder at God. Do whatever you have to do to get these emotions out of your heart, your soul. Get them out of your cells of your body. Scream well, yell. Scream that it's not fair. Scream that this should have never happened. Scream that it should have been someone else who died, not your lover, not your family member, not your best friend, not your coworker. See, when we allow people to process their emotions just by being present, that's all they want and need. The more advice we give, the more we limit their ability to grieve. You can ask them if you'd like them for you to hold their hand, that's fine. 
if they're hysterically crying, you can ask them if it's okay to hug them. That's fine. But try to keep it minimal about what you say. The phrases that are most powerful would be, I am here for you. I am here for you. I am here for you. Those are beautiful words while you allow the grieving person to scream, to yell, to deny the fact that their partner has died, to deny the fact their parent has died, to deny the fact their child has died. That's fine. In the beginning of a grieving process, there should be no rules. We should allow that person to do and feel and say what they need to. If they need to take a bat and beat the bed, fine. Allow them to be human and just repeat that you're here for them. And then when they're done, you can say, is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can get for you? But we leave it at that. We don't give advice. We don't say you should read this book or you should do this or you should do that because we're not professionals. We're just doing our best in my work in the world of grieving. I, I follow the same advice I'm giving right now. And then I can tell when we've reached a breakthrough point where I can give the client an exercise or I might recommend a book, but I wait. I wait until they feel all they need to feel. And then we know that they're going to be okay. And in six months, in six years, in 30 years, they could hit a difficult space. But because we've allowed them to get so much out now, early in the grieving process, what they're going to face down the road is going to be minimal compared to people that are not allowed to grieve correctly, compared to people that were their best meeting friends will say, hey, listen, enough already. It's been three months. It's been six months. You don't have to keep crying over that person's death. We don't say those kind of things because everyone grieves differently. Grieving isn't linear. It took me 10 months of hysterically crying every day and writing to my mother every day before I felt a breakthrough. It may take someone else 12 or 14 months and that's okay. The most important thing is to please work with a professional. You can join me personally at talkdavid.com. We've worked with families that have lost members to suicide, that have lost members to the war, We've lost, who've lost family members to addiction, who've lost family members, everything you can imagine. And we allow them to feel. Please, if I can help at all, visit me at talkdavid.com. Maybe you have a friend that you're trying to help, but you don't know what to say, contact me. Let's work together. I can show you in 2023 the correct way to help people grieve. And if you're the person grieving and you're not sure where to turn to, please turn to me. I've been there multiple times in my own life and in my client's life. I understand compassion and I will give you all the compassion in the world and all the time to heal feel free to reach out to talkdavid.com. I'm always with you. Until we meet again, I'm David Essel.